So what up, you guys? Welcome to Elo Designs Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren. And on this podcast, I talk about my life as a graphic designer. And I also talk about the struggle of being a creative. On this podcast, I bring various guest stars to talk about their life as a creative. So whether you're a designer, freelancer, painter, or podcaster, feel free to join this podcast where we talk about the struggle of being a creative and just enjoy, sit back, relax, and tune in. So today we have Nikki Rojas, and she is a graphic designer. So just wanted to, you know, introduce yourself, Nikki. You know, what does a graphic designer do and other such like that? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, hi, Lauren. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my name is Nikki Rojas, and I'm a graphic designer. How did I become one? <laughs> pretty crazy story I think I became one I'd like to say I became one by accident I have always thought of like design as a hobby to me like when I was in middle school I was always like that one kid who was like drawing everyone and like <laughs> yeah. um like hey Nikki can you like make my name like draw my name tag but make the letters look nice like I'm, I was like that kid and I guess like growing up I was always associated with like being the artsy kid and class like everyone would volunteer me as like the one who would make the class posters and things like that but I didn't really think of it as something I was going to pursue once I graduated from high school like something that I was going to go into for like college and study fully so I kind of like came into college with like a it was like just a general um major I didn't really specialize in anything yet I wasn't going to decide until my sophomore year what to specialize in but I always had that kind of design hobby I was still known as like you know someone who knew how to design so when I applied for an internship freshman year through a referral that referral also knew me as like someone who knew how to design I was like just put me like when I reached out to her I was like you know you can put me anywhere I'd love to be on like the brand management team and then she put me with the creative team and then I became a design intern yeah (laughs) and I think that internship kind of just opened me to like the world of design I learned the Adobe well I knew Photoshop before then but then I learned Illustrator and InDesign at that internship and my mentors were really good they weren't like oh she doesn't know um Illustrator or oh she doesn't know InDesign like they were so helpful and yeah I think from there I just put my foot down I'm like yeah this is great I want to be fine that's fine Mm -hmm. I think it's so funny like um when you said like especially with the name tag thing I kind of like I'm once you said that I was like I did that exact same thing like yeah. like I used to yeah. do like graffiti and people were like oh can you write my name in that stuff like, okay. <laughs> like but um I think it's cool as far as like when people start to become a graphic designer I'm not saying everyone has the same story but it's like you don't know what you're gonna do until like it just happens and you're like okay mm-hmm. well I like it so I just yeah. rolling with it I yeah excellent though yeah, I always thought that, like, I'm a creative person, but I don't necessarily have to be a designer. Um, That was, like, my kind of mindset freshman year of college. Um, I can be in, like, well, I thought I was going to be in, like, advertising and, like, I don't know, like, help create ads, but not, like, design anything. Um, mm-hmm. But then, yeah, I think, I guess, like, that opportunity to be a designer just, like, fell upon me. And I knew I had some of the skills, and I just, like, yeah, went with it and just, like, fully like decided yeah. um like this is the path I'm gonna go down on um 
Yeah. Okay. So other question, what is like the everyday life of a graphic designer? You know, now that you're in the field, what is it like? It's not the most glamorous life. I'd say the everyday life. Is like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, especially now with like the pandemic, I literally like wake up. Um, I don't change out of my pajamas. I go on like my first meeting of the day like that. But yeah, I guess like the everyday life of a designer, well, when it comes to like my job, is always like getting like getting like my stuff together. Like this is what I'm gonna design today, and this is how I'm gonna tackle it. Um, looking at scopes and like figuring out where I'm gonna go from there, and then always collaborating. I think um, is a very important part of like a designer's everyday life. Um, you're not just designing, especially if you're in like a work setting. You're not just designing for yourself, but then you're designing for you know other people who are going to see the ads that you make or the emails that you make so talking with other people collaborating with people who aren't designers mm -hmm. that's um something that's really important and something that I, that I encounter in my everyday life I'm not like I'm not like a um the kind of designer where I like go outside and I like look at um the signage around me I wish I was that designer um but yeah that's just like everyday life for me no, right now i don't blame yeah. you the thing <laughs> is too what you said too like the different types of designers there's so many different types of designers yeah. the thing is too as far as collaborating i think that's very important and i've been not annoyed but i go to school on the side and then i do mm -hmm. my podcast and i feel like i get so much like collaboration here too just because when you're like interning or you're freelancing and you do things yourself, you kind of feel like, okay, I'm just like one. Like where I intern, it's not like a, a design internship. It's just like, I'm the only creative. So I'm like, okay, this is so hard to collaborate with other people who are other creatives because yeah. they're like, oh, make me something for Microsoft. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like you have to roll with it. But getting that collaboration and how is that like environment like? Because personally, I just want to know that just because I haven't experienced it yet. Just an, mm -hmm. I've experienced it in school, but in a workplace, working with other designers, like the process, how does that go? On my team, um, I'm like a junior designer on my team and then there's a senior designer and then um, the head of design. So we're like the three um, designers in our company. There's so much collaboration that goes on between like the three of us designers and outside with like the other like marketers. Um, so like the non-designers of the company. Um, between the three of us, it usually goes down like since we can't like you know physically like collaborate um mm -hmm. we're always on figma um oh, wow. figma, yeah we, we're on figma at the same time we're also like on a call at the same time so we can like actually talk through our process and like um like you know just go through the motions of um iterating and brainstorming and mood boarding and all those things um having a lot of work sessions is how like us designers collaborate on our company um and it just like helps, it really helps. Like the way it's usually set up is that before the work session, we come in with our own ideas. And then at the work session itself, that's when we kind of like put all our ideas together and see what works. Mm -hmm. And even if it's not something that, you know, I, I didn't expect to be working <laughs> from home for like a year. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's been so long. Um, I think that, you know, it's not the most difficult thing. It's like, still very doable um and we still like come out of those work sessions feeling very productive which is great and i think collaborating 
done with like non-designers is also like really interesting because you have to remember that like you can't use the design jargon terms that you like use in school with your classmates and like your design coworkers. You have to design, you have to, like, you have to talk about your work and your designs in a way that's like understandable for everyone, which I think is like something that I used to struggle with before. I like ramble a lot and then I just mm-hmm. go on um, talking about design, but forgetting that like, you know, the person in front of me might not know all these terms and all these words because they're not a designer so true yeah i didn't even realize that (laughs) that's something i had to learn um just recently too so don't worry about it (laughs) No, you'll get there the thing is it's just like when it comes to working with people and stuff i'm not saying it's like okay so when i think of working with people i just compare it to like what i do now like with just with classes and stuff right sometimes when i would do group projects i would always feel like i took the head on and i did everything (laughs) i'm like all right i got this like but i'm that's why i want to find more experience when it comes to working with other people because like when you really want to start creating things you you're going to eventually want to work with a team or grow a Mm -hmm. studio or something so like the cons that i see it's just like do you ever have to deal with certain things where you know you're taking on most of the project and like people you're collaborating with like aren't doing it that much or just like you do you feel limited in that sense where it's like you want to work with you want to do so many things on this project but you can't because you have to consider like what other people think and other stuff like that that is bad but like how do you go about that if you do deal with that situation I think um trying to think if I've ever um, encountered something like that. Well, in school, not um, as much. A lot of the projects. So I, oh yeah, just like backstory. I did my undergrad in Manila um, before coming to New York and then I went to Parsons for an associate's degree. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, so if I like reference school and like this throughout this podcast, I'm talking about like Parsons school, um, <laughs> not, not Manila school. Um, but then, yeah. And I guess back in Parsons, um, one thing that I wish we had a lot of was a lot of like collaborative projects. Um, a lot of the projects that were given to us were individual projects. Um, I wish I got to work with my classmates more cause they're all like so talented. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah i mean like as far as that there weren't a lot of like means for collaboration on projects at school aside from like you know asking your classmates hey like how's your project going or this is how mine's going um and then asking for their advice and like their opinions and then i would say like my first internship last year during the pandemic i was also like a pretty solitary worker um aside from myself it was just like my manager who was like the only other designer on the company. This is like, this is a different company um, I was in doing that. Um, so I guess in terms of like collaboration, um, I unfortunately didn't get the chance to kind of experience like, you know, <laughs> that mm-hmm. kind of thing that, yeah, um, those kinds of struggles that you're talking about. And now at where I work, I think that, that you know, environment where we like collaborate and work together it's just really really good um I never really have the need to like feel that like I want to do like more things or I want to take on more things when it comes to a project it's pretty evenly spread out um you know we're only three so it's pretty easy to manage um but yeah 
no, that's perfect. As far as collaboration goes, yeah, that's yeah. Really <laughs> yeah, yeah, I went like a deep a dive with <laughs> collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I've been so curious. But the you know, every time on this podcast I bring up this one question because this mm-hmm. is basically what the whole podcast is about. The struggle of a creative, the struggle of an artist yeah. designer. So what would you say that you go through or what are your struggles as a, you know, designer, graphic designer? Um I would say the struggles of a designer. Um, well, more like, yeah, I guess the struggle that I experience um, as a designer would have to be, I'm the kind of person who loves to learn and like mm-hmm. wants to take, like when, back when I was in Parsons, I tried to take as many different classes as possible. I took a coding class, I took a motion design class. Um, okay so many different things just because I wanted to compensate for like the lack of design learning I had back in my undergrad you're like I'm trying to um, ultimate this whole world yeah. so learn everything yeah um but I feel like that's also my downfall because then I want to say yes to like every single project that comes at me um a few months ago when I was filling the gap between like graduation and like the start of my work I was like freelancing a little bit um and I always thought to myself like even when I start my full-time job like I want to be able to set aside some time to like freelance um you know because it keeps me creative and it also just like expands my um design skills up but I think what I struggled with was that I was saying yes to too many projects that I didn't have the bandwidth for and that I realized that um is very on brand for me because I like want to learn everything and like, see what's out there. Um, but that's definitely a struggle um, as a designer that I, yeah, it's something that I experience um, today. Just like, when do I, um, when do I like realize, like when do I, when can I sit down and realize like what I have on my plate right now, that's like all I can handle um, <laughs> as a designer. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm slowly realizing that it's been good I'm trying to take on less freelance projects just because, you know, I don't want to like burn out. But yeah, that's something that I had to come to terms with as a designer as of late. I don't blame you. I, I can <laughs> I can really like totally understand that. It's like you try to be a superhero and you mm-hmm. try to do everything for everyone. And then you're like, you know, what? I could take this. I could take this. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, you turn around, you're like, I cannot do this. <laughs> like, I have yeah. so much on my plate. And yeah. I don't blame you when it comes to that. Everyone, the thing is, too, it's so hard when, like, when you try to, I like doing this because I try to figure out, okay, people's struggles. How can I fix this? Well, something <laughs> like this, too, it's like, I struggle with this, too. I'm sitting here, I'm trying to figure it out. Like, I don't know. As far as, like, pr- productivity and just trying to organize my schedule, that's what's been helpful for me. Mm-hmm. But that's what I would say would be the best thing. But it's just so hard to figure out, like, yeah. okay, I want to do this. I want to do this. But it's like, saying no to it is like it's hard because you're like oh I don't want to say no yeah uh, I want to do it still though I don't blame you yeah and I'm always like what if that was like a great opportunity and I said no to it like that's what what? sucks yeah oh my god I had I wanted to do this but I I can't yeah that's what sucks um but that is life (laughs) I guess it's a struggle it's a struggle no I don't blame you but the thing is too you have to worry I think that's really important too as far as designers we have to worry about our mental health Mm -hmm, and just like 
feeling better because when we try to take all these projects it's like okay we're a robot now and we're not mm-hmm. did you eat today like i i yeah. don't i we have um sometimes we have guest speakers come on to our school and they'll talk about like oh like growing up how did you like deal with this and they were saying stories about them not eating and not showering and i'm just like okay like this is a, and he was like please eat and and it's so crazy how think we get so lost into the world of design and like the world of creativity and we're we're so eager to do it but then it's like mm-hmm. we forget the important things like okay did you eat today like did yeah. you go outside <laughs> just little things like that I feel like we have to like start to realize like okay your ethics are still in value like you still need to take care of yourself in the process of trying to be a superhero and be like the amazing designer yeah 100 percent um like I would at first, like when I started um, my job, I was like, um, nine to five, that's for full-time work. Five to, I don't know, midnight or whatever, that's for like freelance work. Um, I thought it would work out for me, but as like, I tried doing that and as like the weeks went by, I'm like, I would go to sleep thinking about like work and like my projects. I'm like, can't be this way. Um, yes. <laughs> it can't be this way. I can't always be like on and like always thinking about work. Um yeah no yeah the thing (laughs) I had a friend tell me too like sometimes what you have to do is you have to like take away from the computer or from your projects to get more inspiration so once you go back you'll feel so much better and I don't know I've been trying to do certain things like yoga or like I'll (laughs) write sometimes or just even go outside and especially now I think it's challenging too because it's like we're cooped in and we're like we have to like it's not like we're forced to create, but it's like, I have all this stuff and you don't want to lay around doing nothing, but then it's like, okay, but I don't feel good. Like, I need to eat. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I see that. Um, yeah, I really struggle with that too. Um, I'm the kind of worker where, like, if I have one task that I have to do, I need to finish it in, like, one go. Um, so it's probably, it'll probably be, like, three hours until I, like, actually, like, stand up, walk around, or get to yes. the outside. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah that is my struggle too as a designer and I guess that's just like my work ethic um yeah I don't blame you because I'm like that the thing is I'm just like it needs to be finished by the end of today mm-hmm. if it's not yeah. finished I'm not gonna go to bed right like <laughs> finish yeah it's crazy but um there was this thing it was like called like the Parmadaro method and it's like yes it's yeah like, and that's what I use sometimes. But even then, I'm like, but I still got finished. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, like, I would have, like, a timer set up just so I can, like, track my hours. And then it would have, like, a built-in, like, Pomodoro method. And it would break every, like, 25 minutes and then give me, like, a five-minute break. Um, and I'd be like, oh, I don't need this five-minute break. I'm going to, like, <laughs> I'm just going to, like, keep working. I'm going to, like, um, stop, um, continue the timer and just, like, stop working it's just five minutes See, but I feel like I tried it once though and it really helped like because your brain is just so on and like even like to the point where it's like tunnel vision and you're just like working um so it does help to like take five minutes and just like step back for <laughs> for mm-hmm. a second um yeah I should start doing that Pomodoro method again I don't I don't blame you but the thing is it's funny because it's like some people do that because it's like they have to focus we're the type mm-hmm. of people like we're in the zone like that's mm-hmm. I think that's what people don't understand like we're in, when a designer is working on something that's really important it's like it is 
zoning time. I do not talk to me. Don't say nothing to me because I am mm-hmm. working on this and I am not moving until I'm finished. And yeah. we and they have those timers for people who are like, okay, I have to focus. But we're like, okay, I have to focus, but I need this break. But I don't need it. But I still need <laughs> to focus. Yeah, exactly. Like um, when it's my focus time, I'm like earphones on, my daughter's clothes, so I don't get distracted by like my roommates outside. Like I don't want to like um get distracted at all. Um, earphones on music on blast and i'm just like working um are you more productive in the day or in the night i know this is like a random question (laughs) i think i used to be more productive at night back when i was doing like a lot of freelance projects on the side but now i think i'm most productive um either like early not early maybe like mid-morning um Mm -hmm. i feel really productive I like to like I like to like bang a lot of things out before I eat lunch, um, just mm-hmm. so that yeah, I can eat lunch without having to think of what I have to do next. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Okay. Um. So another question: What is the common a common myth that people say about your industry? So in the graphic design industry, do people say things like, "Oh, you're not gonna make no money," <laughs> or just anything <laughs> like anything of that sort? It doesn't have to be that, but um any myths or any like misjudgments people and it doesn't have to be like people in the industry it could be people who aren't related to hmm. um what is a common myth that people say about the design industry i feel like they think that because you're a designer you can do so like you have so many things in your skill set so like oh are you a designer can you do my website and can you do <laughs> UI UX and can you do um this like animation and I'm like so there are some designers out there like I like I feel like um people forget that there are some designers out there who specialize in like one thing over another um there are print designers and there are um, editorial designers motion designers um what I have been seeing a lot are like job postings that ask for so many things of a designer and I feel like that's a common misconception that you know, you can be a multi multidisciplinary designer and like I admire the people who are who have like that wide skill set, but there are and there's but there's also like no harm in like specializing or choosing to go down one road. Um because if like that's what you love, if you love print design, then you go for it. So yeah, I think I would say yeah, I would say that is like a common misconception that one designer can do mm-hmm. a multitude of things. No, that's um true. yeah. The thing is, um, I was talking to a, uh, it's funny that you brought this up too, because I was talking to a UX designer the other day, and he was explaining too, it's like, people don't understand the difference between UX and UI, <laughs> and then they're just like, I want a UX designer, and then all of a sudden they're making them do stuff with like the interface and like designing everything, and they're like, whoa, 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 like I'm here for the experience, that's it, like, yeah. and, and I think that's true, because they think like people who aren't designers or people who are trying to hire designers it's like they don't realize how much they're putting on one person's plate and mm-hmm. that's the whole point of like trying to make people understand like okay there's more that goes into design other than just like making something look pretty for you and yeah. doing everything that you want to do but yeah it's it's really frustrating it is yeah I see like when I see like job postings that are like video editing skills are plus and I'm like that's so different from like I don't know like the world of like graphic design um yeah it's 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 hard it's pretty hard Um, it's probably because they don't even it's like do you even know what graphic design is it's like yeah exactly like even I sometimes struggle with like defining you know what graphic design is I'm like um sometimes I'm like 
that's true what is graphic design what is this <laughs> thing I have been working on like for the past like five years of my life um but yeah it is it is a struggle <laughs> and also like when it comes to like being a designer like picking your expertise I should say like how like specifically what like you're a graphic designer but do you do anything like specifically and if so like how did you you know I can't say pick that because I don't know I'm in this space where right now I'm in school and I'm still like discovering so I'm trying new things trying motion trying like 3d design trying graphic editor all this stuff and I'm it's so hard like I don't know what to choose I I think I'm gonna go on the road of like probably like interaction and motion just because I like that stuff but I'm saying as far as discovering like how do you choose that but also what you do at the same time it's like a two question in one but yeah um yeah that's a good question when I was in my undergrad in Manila I thought I was gonna like go down the path of like print design um I was like the graphic design editor of our school's like publication like the newspaper so it's like a lot of like layout design and which I found really really interesting because I'm also like quite interested in like journalism so being in that space where I got to like use design but also like see the world of like journalism was super interesting to me and I thought I was gonna go down that route like as my career but uh, when I came to Parsons I guess I was introduced to like so many other aspects of design I was like oh I'm not gonna just specialize in print then like the super cool class in motion um, is something I can take or like this coding class is like so interesting to me and I was like um and I came to the realization that like I don't have to be you know like just a print designer like um Mm -hmm. I can learn so many other things like in the world of like digital design which is becoming more and more like important today not that I'm saying that like you know print's gonna die um yeah it's true that was always yeah kind of like like I love print I love like collecting magazines and like books and just seeing how they're like laid out but I have been open to more digital based work like where I work now it's a lot of digital stuff so I guess in terms of like choosing where to specialize in even like I myself I I haven't I thought I had it figured out I thought I was going to be a print designer but then just like getting exposed to like so many other aspects of design makes me like rethink like am I going to specialize? Do I have to? And I think that's not a bad thing to, like I said, it's not a bad thing to specialize, but it's also not a bad thing to be like a generalist. I think I read like a really good article about being a generalist. And I think that so much, like so much importance is put on people who specialize in one thing. Um, But what about the people who like can do many or, you know, they don't like, they can do many, but they're not, you know, as good as like a specialist in like one thing, if that makes sense. But I think down the road, I feel like it gets easier to specialize in something maybe like with the more experience you have and after you've tried many things and you'll realize like this is the path that I want to take yeah so hopefully I realize I don't know (laughs) (laughs) I don't know it's like fate yeah um I think that's something that will only come with like experience um I guess the more years I work in the design industry and the more I'll realize what specific paths I want to take mm, okay that's good yeah. Yeah. and what is the greatest lesson you've learned on this like journey hmm, the greatest lesson I've learned I think the greatest lesson I've learned 
would have to be that like <laughs> I I was gonna say something like really like cheesy um <laughs> <laughs> but I think that the biggest lesson I've learned is that networking and connecting with other people like the power of like being able to reach out to other designers who you know who whom we've never met before that's something I've learned just in my like recent years as a designer um being able to reach out like just cold email um people wanting to learn more about what they do as a designer um how they got to where they were is I think yeah one of the greatest things I've learned um <laughs> it's like, great I mean like I'm sure like you as like a podcast host um being able to reach out and hear other people's stories when it comes to design is like so great like yes. and just like yeah thinking about how all of those stories kind of come together under like the one umbrella of like design is fun and I get inspired by a lot of the people I reach out to connecting is really fun I'm like yeah it's really interesting let me yeah. just tell you how I found you first of all because if I <laughs> explain this this is going to be real funny so I'm working on my portfolio right now doing sophomore mm-hmm. portfolios and yeah. we have these classes where guests come on and they speak and she was saying you know go to bestfolios.com compare your portfolio. oh my god so I found you on <laughs> best folio and I was like oh my gosh like she has this like gradient like <laughs> website I'm gonna link the website to this podcast by the way so if everyone if anyone else wants to see it but I I saw your um your portfolio and I was like oh my gosh like this the UI is beautiful and this setup <laughs> and everything like that and I was like when I was sitting, and this is the thing too, I, I actually just started bringing on guests to my podcast just because I feel like hearing people's stories interests me. And I was like, you know what? Why don't I just start contacting people? Like, cause I, I'm usually, I'm, I don't want to be like, I don't want to call myself LinkedIn Lauren, but the thing <laughs> is like LinkedIn has been a great- I um, love LinkedIn. It, to connect <laughs> with people because there's some, I can't say there's so much nicer because there are some creeps on LinkedIn and you have to be- <laughs> But the thing is, they're they're designers and they're business minded, so they're more open to share their experience and share their passions with other people who are you know related to them. So I usually contact people on LinkedIn. But it's so funny how I found you because I was like, you know what? Like she has a great portfolio, and I don't know. I might <laughs> just start going through like best folios and just see like who else I could probably contact. But it, that is true, like the power of networking and just meeting people. And in I feel like being in the design industry people don't realize how easy it is to kind of I should say like meet famous people on accident yeah I don't know it's so much easier to like I like yesterday I met like the designer who um does stuff for like NTV and he's like sitting on my computer and we're just doing like a like a guest speaker thing and I'm like oh my gosh like and I get excited because I'm thinking or I met someone who did like the NBA logo like did like I was like oh my gosh like I'm excited yeah um, networking is powerful and it's it it <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> so funny how you found my um portfolio on best values because I don't know I just like stumbled upon it I was like hmm I guess I'll submit my portfolio um and I was shocked that like you just submit it and it like shows up on their site pretty quickly Ooh. um yeah uh, you should submit your portfolio on best values um you never know um Mm-hmm. the people that will find you um but yeah um LinkedIn is like really really fun for me I don't know like when I'm back when I was still applying for jobs um I would like I don't know if, like I should say this but I would like s- deeply like stock um 
like I would like find the company, find like a designer from the company, try to connect with them. I'm like it doesn't work all the time, but then try to connect with them, leave them a note and say like, hey, I'm like looking at this job um that's posted in your company and I would love to like ask you questions and learn more. Um that doesn't work all the time, but then it has worked for some where um I think it was the Brooklyn Museum. I reached out to someone from the Brooklyn Museum and he replied. It was so nice. Like he said that like I think they filled the position or something, but you know, to keep in touch. And I think that's what's so good about like networking and connecting with other people. Yeah. I'm like taking mental notes right now like okay yeah, yep, yeah. the thing is me I I shouldn't I shouldn't give out my LinkedIn secrets but my <laughs> I'm so wack with this I I could like have pre-greetings that I copy and paste to Ooh. talk to certain people and I yeah. <laughs> I'm I, I out my secrets <laughs> yeah, because it's like because it's like and some people don't respond yet but the thing is um with your school that you go to or people that you know in the industry you have to just like just be open to it and not every designer is going to respond, but a lot of designers are real genuine as far as like talking to people who are other creatives mm-hmm. and reaching out to them has just been really fun. And it's, I'm just going to keep going and just see how it goes. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really cool. I don't blame Yeah, you. just shoot your shot on LinkedIn. Shoot your shot on LinkedIn. That is um, so true. Yeah, I mean, LinkedIn has been so helpful for me. Like I would um, check out like who would work at the company and I'd be like, oh, this... um designer is like a connection with like like my parsons instructor is connected with this girl so i would like reach out to my i that happened to me once i reached out to my um instructor from parsons and i was like hey um i'm pretty interested in this job and i was wondering if you could make an intro like i see that you're connected with this girl from this company um and yeah just like being able to like get out of your comfort zone i guess and like reach out to people um something I learned a lot uh, I learned from yeah, being a designer okay um what is your goal as a designer I should say this is so like cliche um <laughs> but as far as like what, what like in the growth process what do you hope you know your growth where is it taking you um I guess my goal as a designer would have to be hmm, I would say that it's like to learn to be able to learn um as much as you can but also like know when it's time to like like what we were talking about a while ago like when it's time to like you know put a cap on it and like this is like (laughs) (laughs) when am I gonna be content uh content with like um what I know and what I learn my skill set as a designer um I would say yeah my goal is to be content with what I um know um and what I've learned so far as a designer um i want to be able to you know make things that are purposeful um and like that don't benefit like just the designer but also like the people who are looking at that piece of design that you just did i I like like because collaboration is like such an important like aspect of my work as a designer um being able to like come together and create like this one great thing um or or like many great things um and having people see it and react to it um whether it's like positively or negatively is like a really great feeling um seeing your work out there and knowing that it's not just you who had a hand in like putting this out um it's very like 
how do you say this? Like, it's very like, it's not just you as a designer or the people who created it, um, but it's also like the people who are receiving it and like mm. viewing it. Um, I didn't think of that. That is true. Yeah. Like, your audience is very important too when it comes it to making your work. Yeah. And I think that's like my goal as a designer is to like make work that is um, purposeful, not just for the ones who designed it, but also for the ones who are like receiving it or viewing it. That's that's so beautiful. I think that's so, I think like my mind is like blowing right now because that is so true. Like we are so we're not like selfish or none, but we are always trying to design for people. Mm-hmm. And that's just basically our job. And like that's what you have to realize when you want to become a designer. But I didn't even realize too, it's like the people who are who you're designing for, they have a piece in it still. Even though like, you know, it's like when you have clients you don't want to it's like okay but I'm the designer but it's like yeah they're, they're saying it still has purpose in it I don't that's so what you said it just blow my mind I'm, so, I'm, about to, I'm like I'm about to write a blog about this next week <laughs> but no that's yeah. so true mm-hmm. um yeah that's something I think about a lot um like I guess before when I was just starting out as a designer I was like I'll design things to look to make things look prettier and like more aesthetic but you know, it's so much more than that. I guess, like, as the years have gone by and I just started designing more and more and interacting with more people, it's not just for, like, beauty, but it's also for, like, functionality. Yeah, which is something I just love about design. Okay. <laughs> what are, this is, like, really random, too. Um, your influencers. Do you have, like, three people <laughs> at the max? Mm. Um, people who have influenced you or your influencers, people you admire, I don't know. Um, hmm, that is a good question. I'd say that the people I admire, um, on like a design standpoint, um, I get a lot of inspiration from like my Parsons classmates. So the way that the associate's degree works is that a lot of people who take the program came from like all walks of life, like different backgrounds. A lot of them came from like marketing, advertising. Some of them came from like music, um, or pharmaceutical. Yeah, it's the associate's degree is usually patterned for people who want to make the switch and like start designing um as their career and like me I wanted to just like I thought that the associate's degree was perfect because I wanted a more foundational foundation I wanted more foundational learnings when it came to design you know like I came in with some background but I wanted to like kind of learn from like the ground up and the fact that a lot of my classmates at Parsons came from such different backgrounds but have like improved and learned so much along with me um like throughout that program it's just like really inspiring to me seeing how people can find design and like um get so good at it and like become such great designers even if you know they weren't designers all their life i would say that that's like a group of people who influence me a lot and inspire me a lot i guess from a non-design standpoint um I am really into like food. I love like the creativity and like <laughs> that goes behind or like the like stories that like food can tell. I'm That's really I just specific. Read, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like I I love seeing like food and like cooking and like eating in like a very like narrative based way. Um that's why I love watching like food documentaries. I was really into like Bon Appetit um, oh, wow. for like for like a for like a while. Um, they have like a huge um, YouTube following. Um, if you have ever watched their videos before, but um, 
a lot of things have happened to Bon Appetit Suzanne at home, which I will not go into detail with now, but a lot of the chefs um, um, influence me and like inspire me. Um, and outside of like Bon Appetit, I just read David Chang's book. Um, yeah, I heard of Momofuku. Yeah, um, the chef of like Momofuku and just like inspires me how like um, even if they're not designers, like I mean, we all we're all like the same. We all come from like so many different backgrounds, but we're all like learning and creating things for mm-hmm. people to like you know consume for like food for like people yeah. to consume and enjoy and like um, designers. We're also creating things for people to like see um, and consume also, I guess. But um, yeah, I guess that's one way. Um, a lot of like chefs influence me too. That is, um, that is really dope, though. I didn't even realize. Yeah. They, I watched a movie. I think it was called Chef. Um, oh, I, yeah. I watched like a movie on Netflix. But it's like I have been just so indulged with the fact of like just food and just having that inspiration too. Like ha- seeing yeah. that, and I'm like, oh my god, this is so beautiful. Yeah. Um, like every Chef's Table episode, I'm like tears I'm in tears at the end I'm like wow food has like this power (laughs) um just like tell a story um but yeah that's another thing that influences me I guess like in the non-design um standpoint okay so projects are you working on now Hmm. um hmm, what products am I I am I'm trying really really hard to get like to have like a passion project um <laughs> it's so hard to do that <laughs> if you have any advice I mean I don't know how to um get that started but um that's one thing I'm trying to think about is that how can I I guess like outside of the work that I do how can I like stay creative um and continue like making work that's um more meaningful to me I mean like yeah aside from the projects at work I still freelance a little bit um but I try not to freelance too, like take on too many freelance projects because yeah, like we said, mental health and like rest yeah. is very important. Yeah, I think biggest project on my plate would have to be thinking of like my like just like my fashion project or what can I do. Like, I see people who make like a poster a day or like um, things like that, uh, and I want to do that. Like, it just seems like it like makes me even more creative. Um, yeah, and it also just like puts you in the mindset that's like design is just something that I do for work but it's also like something that helps me create more it's so hard like to do passion projects when I'm in school yeah the best time I do things is when I'm out of school during the summer because I I'm a little bit free I'm a, I'm a lot more free in the summer mm-hmm. but yeah. um throughout the week what I, that's the thing too I see the I see like the hundred poster project mm-hmm. I see yeah. or, I or the um or the daily UI, it's like every, yeah. and I have, I st- this is why I get annoyed, I, I signed up for it, and it's so <laughs> annoying when every morning you're like, daily UI, and you're like, I don't have time, but I'll do it later, <laughs> and then it's like, yeah. I pushed back like 50 daily UIs, and I'm like, okay, I gotta catch <laughs> on to this this summer, um, yeah. or I'll go on like Procreate, and I'll make like, and that's the thing, I make these like bubble letters, and that's probably the only thing I'm gonna actually go to as like a passion project, <laughs> just because that's the only thing that I can make that's quick, but that's fun, and that I'll enjoy, but um, I don't blame you, that's just really hard, I would, because sometimes I try to take, I put, I try to put passion in my like schoolwork, but it's, even that too, it's like, make a logo that's specific, it's like, it's so hard to put in like, so much colorful things when it's very yeah. specific, exactly, but, yeah. 
That's yeah, probably another um, struggle we have to go through. <laughs> I know. And like the thing with like fashion projects is like there's you can do anything, literally anything. And then that just like scares me. I'm like, wow, I can I have the power to do um like things that are outside of like a scope or like yes. something. Yeah. Um it's just really intimidating to me. It that's what people don't understand about that too. It's like with designers, we are specific people we like Mm -hmm. tell me what you want specifically Mm -hmm. it's okay and then when you get this freedom to do whatever you want and everything like that you're like oh wow like I can do anything and you're like and then you're like stuck because because that's how I started noticing with class at first I was like man we never get to do anything like fun or we don't ever get to like go outside the grain and other stuff like that and then like when it's summertime and it's time to do like the free fun projects you're sitting here like what do I do and you're like stuck yeah. and you're like oh my goodness I, I have too much freedom and you don't I even know. you don't even realize that until the end yeah I think about that so often I'm like um and my manager at work knows it like she knows that I'm the type of like worker who um needs like a specific like guideline like set of like guidelines mm-hmm. um that's how I work and like she's like how about you try this but I won't give you any guidelines. Like, do whatever you want. I'm like, what? Great. <laughs> <laughs> so you roll your eyes like, like, oh, what? great. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. I, I do need to think of a passion project. Um, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'd say that's my number one project for now. Working on the passion project. That's <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm going to kind of just like wrap this up. Um, I always yeah. end off with like a final note. So what advice would you give to people who are either just starting out in the industry or who are still like like going into the industry and other stuff like that? Um, yeah, I would say um, like what we said before, like just reaching out to as many people as you can, um, learning more about their background um, as like, you know, as a designer or not even as a designer, like any field that you're interested in, um, just being able to like reach out and talk to people and learn um, and learn about, you know, like their career path or not even just a career path, but like, you know, um, anything about them is just so important. I, I, what's really nice is that like, I've had um, younger people like reach out to me and ask me for like my experiences um, thus far and I'm like I feel like I'm so young like I I, I want to ask people questions too but um it's really nice also getting to like talk to people who are at the start of their um careers and like giving being able to give them advice um in the same way is like really nice I love talking to um people giving them advice and like even like um looking at their work and saying what I think um being able to help them because I knew I was in that position like you know a few years ago just being able to connect I would say um is like the biggest piece of advice I can give and like learning from as much people as you can okay that was beautiful Um, (laughs) and also how can people contact you just like say your Instagram I'm gonna link everything to this podcast but yeah what's your Um, IG my oh yeah I do have a design Instagram um there are like eight posts I need to work on that too I think that's another project um my design Instagram is Nikki Rojas so Rojas R-O-X-A-S and then dot design um that's my design Instagram um yeah you can reach out to me there (laughs) it's perfect so anybody has questions reach out to Nikki and 
hope you guys enjoy this podcast and just make sure you do what your art desires.